Hello and welcome to the Kicker Support Group, the only podcast where hated kickers come together to support each other and try to defend themselves. Joining me as always is the ever-exciting yet somewhat inaccurate Blair Walsh. You matter, Blair Walsh. Thank you. Then across from me is a thrice-missed but never hit Scott Norwood. I hope you miss Sting's less after 27 years. You I'll, matter, Scott Norwood. I'll get it. I'll get it, man. And finally, I'm Cody Parkey. It was blocked. <laughs> and now, without further ado, it's the Norwood Notes. <laughs> I'm recording from a beanbag chair today. This guy over here puts us in wooden, broken-down pieces of shit. And I get he's, to sit in a beanbag. He's kicking back. I am truly a slave driver over here at Football After Dark. This motherfucker. I got his nice RX racer hand-me-down. Oh, you do? What the hell? Yeah, you got, you got my, like, my, my, it's not a real one. It's a mock DX racer hand-me-down. You know, it's not really a hand-me-down. I still use it when I go on my computer. I can't go on my computer in a beanbag chair. But I wish for, the, you for, could. for the time being, you're sitting in that. Because uh, anyway, we we'll probably start the Joey report, huh? I think Maybe. I made this joke before, but I'm saying it anyway. It's time to rubby out a jubby. Oh no, we're rubbing one out, huh? Rubbing, rubbing in the jubby out. Oh, oh, oh god. Okay, rub me out, jubby. Do it. All right, it's time for an update to Coach Watch 2018. The Packers have reportedly hired Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur as head coach. He previously worked under Sean McVay in 2017 before he was hired to call plays in Tennessee in 2018. Now the thing about him, everybody's looking around at him and going like, man, that's kind of bad, ain't it? You know, you're looking at it, and he's, you look at Tennessee's offense, you're like, man, that was bad. It's like 27th ranked offense in the NFL. I'm not, I'm skeptical, but I'm not, you know, sad about it. I don't I'd know. I'd probably rather have him than Josh McDaniels. I mean, I'd rather have him than Josh McDaniels because McDaniels is a flake and has failed before. But at the same time, it just, like, I, I, David Carr said it best. If you had coffee with Sean McVay in the last couple years, you might be getting a head coaching interview. It seems like everyone's trying to hire from his tree, and it's nice. Don't get me wrong, it's cool. Uh, we talk about we've talked about it a few times already. The hip young offensive coordinators that want to uh, do their play calling, set up their every. I mean, you've seen the way the Rams have played. You've seen Doug Peterson work, McVay, people from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and everyone wants to go after the offense. I think at some point there's going to be a dud or multiple duds, and at that or. Maybe not even just a dud, but the way the NFL works in cycles. I'm waiting for the next defensive guy to step up and start shutting down all these hip young offenses. Once, once all the knockoffs. Vic. Vangio? Yeah. Vic Vangio, if he gets a head coach job. Or Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel, the, he was the head coach of the Titans this year. He's more of a defensive-minded guy, and the Titans' defense was scrappy and not that bad. I no, the, the Titans' main issue was, uh, it was not good. giving Derrick Henry the ball for a good chunk of 
you know, the season. And then also, uh, that entire team just being fucking hurt. Like, That's true. Hurt. That's true. The only thing, I, I feel bad for uh, Marcus Mariota because he's getting the Alex Smith effect. This is going to be his fourth offensive coordinator in five years. Yeah, and that's never good. It's, and you got to stay you consistent. Need, yeah, you, you, well, consistent, you need some sort of stability because at some point people are going to, well, I mean, we already have at times, and other people have also, like, was Mariota worth the top pick that you got him for? Titans have, were in the playoffs two years ago, almost made the playoffs this year. I th- if they can get some offensive consistency, give Derrick Henry the ball, you know, they got a shot. Speaking of McVay tree, uh, Kuiper's not here with us today because he's actually out having coffee with Sean McVay, trying to figure out about this this Matt McFleur. Oh wait, wait, he, oh coffee! Isn't he having a McFlurry with McFleur at? No, uh, he Kuiper asked if he McDonald's. wanted to go to McDonald's, and then uh, he. Uh, He's, McVeigh said that if he uh, tried to do that, he wouldn't interview. So, oh no, <laughs> he didn't want to have a McFlurry over McFlur. So he had to go to a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and get coffee. <laughs> All right. I texted him, asked what kind. He hasn't responded yet. Just like that's important to know. I need to know. I need to know Matt Ma- La- eh, Matt Lafleur's McFlur, whatever his name is. I need to know his coffee order. Well, we don't know his coffee order. We don't know McVeigh's coffee order, though. Oh, McVeigh is yeah, done. He's with McVeigh right now trying to find the scoop. McFleur won't talk to anybody. Probably because he's a prude. Well, why are all the NFC North coaches named Matt or Mike? There's a lot of Matt's and Mike's. Speaking of Mike's, um, just want to let you know that uh, Mike McCarthy came from coordinating a 37th-ranked offense and then went and coached the Packers. So don't doubt anybody. You never know how somebody's going to turn out as a head coach. For sure. All right. Just letting you know. I right, say man. a 37th ranked weird, offense. Weird flex for Mike the McCarthy, sorry, but okay. 27th ranked offense. Okay. I don't know why I said 37th. That's my mistake. It was 27th okay. in the NFL when he went to the Packers. He was the offensive coordinator for that. And then he uh, he did what he did on that team. Contributed to whatever the fuck you want. I still like him. I still like Mike McCarthy. So He got carried by young Aaron Rodgers in a scrappy defense that led the league in penalties. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think he got carried. I think he was a really good coach for many years, and then he just got, you know, just kind of got complacent and didn't want to do anything. And he got kicked out. So, whatever. So, speaking of Packers stuff, so because of that, Pat's offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels was one of the interview candidates in Green Bay, and he is now expected to stay in New England, and he canceled the rest of his interviews. Big surprise. So, but the way it's looking, like, he's probably not going to do anything until Brady retires. But even then, he's going to go somewhere and suck. I'm not like his attitude. McDaniels is not a good coach. I don't care what anyone says. He's just going to fail wherever he goes. You heard it here first. Hashtag boys were right. Yeah, come back to us in three years. (laughs) Remember this podcast when we're big and uh, in a studio apartment for podcasting. And not dead. Not dead. Not going to die. Not in, happening. In some combination of Chicago, Seattle, or where do you want to live in the future, Corey? Not cold. Somewhere not cold. Maybe like California. My, I might be Denver. Denver? As a Packers well, fan. Denver <laughs> is weird. cold. It's cold there, but it's also very, very nice in the summer. Hmm. So the Lions, continuing coach watch, the Lions announced that they did not renew defensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter. No! 
A man whose job, whose name is just as comical as the job he did in Detroit. Aww. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Aww. He did really well until like this year. Uh, I wonder if it was just a clashing of the minds with Patricia, because you know. That's um, my guess. He was Matt Patricia's a defensive guy, so right. It probably I mean, just their schemes just probably didn't match. I don't know what it was. I I feel like. Uh, Cooter might have got complacent with his play calling and stuff, and I mean, after three years, you kind of get a feel for what the people are doing, and uh, he just got called out on his bullshit, kind of, this mm. season. Yeah, mm. I can see that. That's fair enough. Head coach Ron Rivera was told by the Panthers that he will remain with the team, which fell into what can only be described as an inescapable hole the last seven weeks of the season. Well, I mean, he's staying with the team because they know next year they're going to go 10 and 6 because it's a, an odd year. Right. And then and they they found a rhythm this year and then a lot of stuff happened. They had a lot of injuries and a couple all their early wins were close games and then they lost a bunch of close games which contributed to the hole that they fell into. Yeah, it wasn't good. So that's the end of coach watch. For this week, there's a lot of like candidate stuff going up. Not well, a whole lot of new well, interviews. The, well, the one you missed, unless we talked about it last week, I don't think we did. Bruce Arians is probably going to Tampa Bay. Oh no, I didn't see that. Oh, so he's a top candidate in Tampa Bay now. Yeah, uh, I thought he wasn't going anywhere else but Cleveland. That's what he said, and then the Browns haven't reached out to him at all. So he interviewed with a couple other teams, and he's the big favorite in Tampa Bay right now. Oh man. Bruce hate, Arians, come back to the NFL. I hate the Browns. Same. They should be looking. They're probably going to hire McCarthy. I hate the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into some other news here. OSU quarterback Dwayne Haskins has declared for the draft. He set single-season records for passing yards and passing scores in his year there. He's looking to be one of the top QB candidates in what's looking to be a dry draft for that position. Him entering the draft this year is a tactical move. Oh, for sure. He's he going to be the top quarterback. Yeah, he was planning on staying. Staying Like, originally, everything we heard from him was, I'm, I'm staying in OSU yeah, yeah. next year. But looking at the quarterbacks coming out into the 2020 draft, he probably, you know, him and whoever, he probably has an agent at this point, was like, uh, right. probably declare now. Uh, I'm Best not... chance to get in. He was even, like, trying to, recruit his other teammates to stay in OSU for another year. I think he really wanted a shot at getting into the playoffs in college and doing something there. Yeah, I mean, he he was playing really well, but, yeah, he, he definitely, you could tell he wanted it, but then, you know, looking at the realistic factors of it, probably realized that it's just not going to happen. You know? Ooh. What's up? I, well, another, uh, Bears defensive coordinator, Vic Vic Vangio had completed a head coaching interview with the Broncos and is at whatever Hollis Hall is to have a meeting with the players. He might actually get hired in Denver. Holy shit. Yeah. They're making a, Denver's making a good coaching decision? Vic and Gary. Ooh. Oh, man. Now, only if they could get a quarterback. Case Keenum can win football games. He, he can Aww. with Gary Kubiak. Mm-hmm. If they bring Gary Kubiak back into an offensive coordinator role in there and, and i mean all of his wide receivers can't die you throw in a corlin sutton uh 
34-year-old ass Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, it's Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a year older. and I can't wait till he can do off-season stuff. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I really am. So let's get into a new segment that I like to call In Defense of Cody Parkey. Oh, are we going to just, are we starting with that game now? No. no, Jubby's not over. Oh, continue, Jubby. He was booed off the field after the Bears lost to the Eagles once he kicked an alleged missed field goal that hit the upright, then the crossbar, and fell out. He afterward received a manner of threats on social media. Dear Bears fans, fucking stop! Alright, fuck, fuck, hey, all you. Not only was the kick actually blocked, and after reading this, well, after writing this, I went back made a correction. The kick was officially changed to blocked instead of missed by the NFL. So fuck you. But he also scored more points than the rest of the really meh playing Bears offense that night. Just, uh, just there, there spacey, a... electrifying plays, and that was it. We'll get further into it once yeah, we no, start we'll, talking we'll about it. We'll get the into end. it in a minute. Get out of here. All of you. I hope every person that threatened that man stubs their toe when they get out of bed and is late to work tomorrow morning. Actually, I hope that happens to every Bears fan, just because... I'm glad they're out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you defended a Bear, and now you have to be happy they're out of the playoffs. You oh, yeah, for it. sure. No, I'm absolutely happy they're out of the playoffs, but it's not Cody Parkey's fault. No, no, there are other things that they did in that game. You're right. Oh, plenty. Bang in. Finally, ESPN has released their, their new playoff projections. Here's each team's chances of winning the Super Bowl. Oh boy, here we go. Saints, 29.1%. I don't know how they come up with this stuff. I don't know either. Chiefs, 25.1%. Yo! Rammy Rams, 17.8%. Patriots, 12.7%. Chargers, 7.3%. Colts, 3.5%. Cowboys, 2.7%, and Eagles. Don't say it. They only get stronger if you say yeah, don't it. don't say it. 69%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. I, I, I just uh, I can't, man. Also, uh, I, I, I hate to keep interjecting, but this just popped up. Yeah? Uh, what we got? Cliff Kingsbury, who we talked about, who was at, at one point being groomed to be the USC like head coach. Uh, all of a sudden, I guess, was doing interviews on the side. Holy shit. Uh, he might be hired by Arizona very soon. Oh, man. Yeah. He, he's looking like one of them next big guys. Uh, he was uh, – NFL teams wanted to interview him, and USC was like – Actively blocking. No, don't yeah. do it. You can't. And then Cliff's like, fuck you, I'm resigning, and then started doing interviews. Holy That's shit. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, come on. Dude, coming to the NFL, like – yeah, I don't. He's he's the, he's the type of guy that people are trying to interview right now. I Get your bag. I don't like teams being able to block people from interviewing. No, not at all. I don't like that even like because you work at a gas station, you want to go interview for a manager at another gas station. Your gas station can't be like no, and you're like, oh okay, I guess I can't do that. Right, you you should be able to leave. I mean. Yeah. Free will. But are they under contract? I Isn't mean, he under contract? I'm sure there's some sort of contract thing, but he wasn't even their head coach. He was just their offensive coordinator. 
It's, so I think there's different. Right. It, it's probably like pissed. a non-compete clause or something, but like, I don't know. It's dumb. What's penalty? Break it, you get fired? Poor. Uh oh. Yeah, oh no. At that point, yeah. <laughs> oh man. You can he get, wants to get out. He gets out. You can uh, have to pay a certain amount, like of your salary, back to them. It's dumb. That's it for the jubby. And uh, we're gonna get right into talking about each playoff game. The order that they happened. The order that they have. Okay, In well, order that, that they occurred. The the oddity of the other three, then, uh, the Colts-Texans was just a blowout and one-sided the entire time. It wasn't even Like close. we expected, lads. I guess it is like what we expected. And Colts commanded pretty much all game. Uh, it was essentially a shutout outside of garbage time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it was, but they only had three points for most of the game. Uh, and it's just a testament to how well that Colts defense has been playing, and also how fucking paper boy soft, little Charmin soft boy, that Texans schedule was. Yep. I mean, they, they played the Colts twice. They beat the Colts earlier in the year when the Colts weren't what, who they are now yet. That that team took, like, what, four weeks to finally develop into what oh, it yeah, was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the Colts were 1-4 to start the season? Hmm. Yeah, they were 1-4 mm-hmm. the through the first five weeks. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Then, uh... After that, they really kicked into what this team is now, and they've just been rolling ever since. And I feel like the, the, their loss against Jacksonville was kind of a fluke, I think. It's just Jacksonville decided to turn it on for one game in that weird division where that shit just happens to every single team in it. Mm. And they went back and played the Texans again. They, they fucking beat them. And it ended their win streak, their long-ass win streak. Yeah, it's true. And it was a pretty decided win. Everything that they've done coming into this just show that they were a better team than the Texans already. I think it was pretty easy to decide that. A lot of people didn't for some reason. Well, you were defending the Texans just last week, mister. I didn't say they were going to win. I said they weren't as bad as they aren't a trash team. They sure played like it this week. Right? They were the trashiest team in the wild card They sure played like trash against the hottest team in the NFL. They are they're they're the ones with the momentum right now. Walking mm-hmm. into Kansas City, they're the ones with the momentum. And that's something that, that Kansas City needs to make damn sure they control. Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. Let and me let me let problem. me uh, they're, let they're me uh, tell to... you. Uh the Chiefs are 0 and four as a number one or number two seed in the playoffs, losing by a combined sixteen points. They've never hosted the AFC championship game. The Colts have the same amount of playoff wins in Arrowhead as the Chiefs. Two. <laughs> damn. That's no good. No, this, it, it, I, I mean, I'm praying to the Mahomie gods that he's the one that breaks the curse. He, he broke one already. Did he really though? He did. Yeah, I guess he. Well, oh, he didn't break it. He like reversed it. Oh, that's scary. He just grabbed it and turned it on his axis. So if he does that, then that means you beat the Colts, right? Let's say Mahomes is just the reverser of all the curses, right? Right. So beat the Colts, and then. Lose to the Patriots once they beat the Chargers because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And then they're going to, the Patriots are going to trot in to Arrowhead and then just do dumb Tom Brady shit. I don't know. I feel like we'll shit all over Tom Brady, but we we almost have to 100 get to points. Him. I can't look. I There's cannot almost look. 100 points scored in that game. You know that, right? Yeah. 
There's going to be like 80-something points yeah, scored in that game. it's going to be bad. Um, <laughs> but I, I I can't even like imagine what that would be like just because I'm so scared of the Colts matchup. It's the, the nightmare scenario. It feels like we're in the... It feels like I'm back in high school again where every year the AFC playoffs came down to the Patriots, the Colts, the Chargers, and insert fourth team that somehow got in. feels like it's the... It's, it, the AFC of my high school again is yeah, really weird. This year, that team that somehow got in felt felt like 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 the first round of the playoffs felt like the Ravens. I they were they had a hot streak, but I mean you you look at them compared to the rest of the teams. But we're not, we're not talking about them yet. I guess we can go into that. Well, I want to talk no. about Texans a little bit more. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Hit us with yeah, them Texans uh, juice. Yeah, Bill O'Brien or Bob. <laughs> As his initial spell out. <laughs> yeah. B-O-B. Uh, which is pretty much as plain as his coaching ability. Oh, my God. He's so average. And he's such he has such terrible time management. We, we know all the timeouts and shit that he doesn't call or does call or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they also he also led the Texans down by 21 in the fourth quarter on a six-minute drive with 10 minutes left into the – Feels good, doesn't it? Right. Uh, Deshaun struggled to make plays with his when his athleticism was removed from the table. Uh, couldn't make plays as a pocket passer. No. Yeah, it's something he needs to work on. Uh, Colts commanded the line of scrimmage. Uh, Marlon Mack rushed for 148 yards compared to Lamar Miller's team leading 18. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Hopkins... Caught only five for ten passes and said he played through an ankle injury. Yeah, uh, and he was hurt. But he's had foot and ankle injury on his injury report literally all season. And I feel like it's kind of just using it as a well, excuse. Well, he apparently, he apparently aggravated it uh, last last week. Like the last week of the season. Right. Yeah, everybody was saying that he aggravated it further and he was having problems. That, that's why that's why he had that going on. And Texans only had one tackle for a loss and no sacks in the entire game. Wow. <laughs> as as bad. Yeah. I the Colts team is scary, dude. They're good, man. I don't like it. what that that fucking that offensive line play. Oh my god. Yo, all right. Why the fuck you you who deserves to win offensive rookie of the year? It's fucking Quentin Nelson. <laughs> I know. Fuck fuck all of you. It's not Baker. It is Baker. It's though. not Saquon. It is Saquon. <laughs> oh. No, it's fucking Quentin Nelson. So if, since we brought it up, I was going to bring it up at the end of the episode because I wanted to like... I was supposed to bring it up at the beginning of the episode, but we don't have Kuiper here because he's coffee with McVeigh time. But we, I got some angry emails not from angry but angry emails <laughs> I, I feel like i need to separate it out um from one of our patrons who uh wanted to tell me that baker getting sacked early on in the season was hugh jackson's play calling and uh it wasn't all on him holding the ball too long and i was like well oh, he's got i think this patron uh is just being a little bit of a browns fanny fanboy um but there was a tweet by the NFL Research Committee or whatever. They do, like, weird stats at times. 
and they had a tweet about uh, quarterbacks where that took a sack that was their fault for holding the ball too long. Baker wasn't anywhere near the top ten, so you know he he didn't get sacked for holding on the ball too long. He got sacked for holding on ball too long. No, not he didn't get sacked for holding on the ball too long. He got sacked because he's a bad offensive line play and bad play calling. Bad play calling. Um, it wasn't as much on him. Ever, I mean, you could attribute a couple of them on him because he didn't have the right reads or the right play calls. But you know, just. He'll learn to he'll learn to better like get himself out of those situations, but it did stop once the play calls were better because good old Freddie Kitchens came in and made that shit a jam. Uh, yeah, so I, this stat, that correction from last week, uh, Kuiper just going on a rant to try and I don't even know because he likes Baker, but whatever. This isn't about Kuiper. He no. sucks and not here. He he does suck and not here. So um, coffee boy. So after that, Colts and. Texans game, which was, a, we got the Seahawks and Cowboys, which was a snooze fest until the fourth quarter, which brings me to the theme of Wild Card Weekend was three quarters of defensive football followed by one quarter of offensive explosions. To explain it, yeah, that's kind of how that is exactly how it went. I mean, besides the Colts, who got yeah, they were the outlier, but that was because they matchup was unfair. Um. It's just the other the other three games, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, back and forth, back and forth, defensive stops, punts, punts, fourth quarter. All of a sudden, you'd see like twenty four points scored in the fourth quarter, like bam, 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 like it was nothing. I don't know how to. I don't know what kind of trend that is. Now, we did see the wild card weekend had three of the top five defenses in the NFL play. They all lost, but they played. Um. So I, I I don't know if it had to do with a defensive matchup and the fact that we get all of the top three offenses in the league this week in the divisional round. Top four? Because I think the Patriots are up there. I don't think they were top four, but they were up there. But you get three of the top offenses in the NFL this week, and now you've knocked out the first, second, and fourth-ranked defense. So I think things are going to be different this week. But just the trend. It was weird how crazy defensive the defensive struggle was, and then all of a sudden, everyone popped off. Well, it's it's offense is getting that penetration, getting that adjusting to defensive pressure. Uh, so the better what you have is the, the better offense is coming through and doing what they're supposed to do when game time gets tight. No, that's true. It, it, in, in terms of the, because this is the one we're talking about, the Seattle and Dallas game, I think, at least on the Seattle side of the ball, you can attribute it to some of the worst play calling I've ever seen. Oh I my know, God. I know that they were the number one rushing offense in the NFL, and I know they try to run the ball 30 times. But halfway into the second quarter, you, you had to realize the Cowboys were keyed in on it. They, they knew how to stop Rashad Penny, Carson, stop rolling outs reverses anything that they tried to do to run the ball. It wasn't working. And, and they just stupidly, like, definition of insanity, ran the ball on first down, ran the ball on second down. I forget where I saw or heard someone talk about it, but they seem to only want Russell Wilson to throw in, in what's felt like crazy emergency situations. Like, right. we have this future Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the top five stars in the entire of the NFL. We're not going to let him throw the ball. 
And then the few times that they did throw the ball, surprise, surprise, what they do? They went right down the field and scored. Or they got out of a jam and made a great play. Baldwin would make a catch on an amazing throw because Russell Wilson's been there in the big time and he knows how to do it. And for some reason, their offensive play calling didn't let them throw the ball. And it was really dumb. Yeah, there's a couple of amazing plays by Russell Wilson late in the game. Just deep bombs to Tyler Lockett, unbelievable throws. Well, to again, Doug Baldwin. I just, don't mean I don't mean to keep cutting in on you, Justin. No, no, but go ahead. The big thing, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett was a perfect quarterback rating hookup all season. How do you not try to do that a little bit more when you see you cannot run the ball? When they when they when they're having this much trouble running the ball, and you have a top talent of Russell Wilson who has connections like Lockett and Baldwin. Why are you not trying to do anything? Especially when or, or when you when you started doing it, you started seeing success. I just I don't get it. Russell Wilson, I pointed this out yesterday. Russell Wilson this season has the least amount of pass attempts since his second season and the least amount of rush attempts in his career. This it just seems like they've been trying to move away from Russell Wilson. I don't think they're they're getting away from Seems him in general. Weird, I think they were trying to put him in a situation where he could, you know, take it a little easier, avoid taking as many hits. Probably. Yeah, but your your mindset needs to change. Something needs to change when you get into the playoffs. You need then to adjust. Everything changes. Everything's different. And that's why for for Dak, I feel like on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys hit their win condition. They gave Zeke the ball 30 touches. Zeke got 30 touches. He had like yeah, 160-some yards uh, total. I, I know you haven't yeah, on the side. 169 yards. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know he had his yardage, but Dak only had one mistake. He had that one. He had the one interception, the one mistake. And in what other people have said, and I wholeheartedly agree, Probably the biggest play of his career, that quarterback draw on third down late in the fourth quarter to help them, that got them that first and goal to propel them to go up by 10. That was one of the gutsiest plays I've seen Dak Prescott make in his career and why I think heading into a, I don't know if this was his contract year or next year. He's heading into his contract year, I think. Yeah, next year's his contract year. He's heading into his contract year. And if he can continue to make plays like that for this team and win them playoff games, I mean, this is what? This is their second playoff win in 20 years? 22 years. Yeah, second playoff win in 22 years. He's going he's to get crazy quarterback money, but he's going to get franchise quarterback money. Oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, I know they were already talking. Earlier in the season when Dak wasn't even playing well, they were talking about extending his contract in the offseason. Well, he can he can opt out of it this year. Oh, okay. Because of the way he's a fourth round pick, and it's only you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a couple years. I hate Dak. Like this is literally. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why you can't stop him because he does the same shit. Once he gets in the end zone, he's not going to look at Zeke because he wants to get the fucking touchdown himself. He wants to separate himself from Zeke as much as he can. He doesn't want other people calling the plays in the huddle because he wants to be big fucking, you know, the big dude in the huddle. Uh, he, His stats were pretty much identical to Russell Wilson. 230, 66%, uh, two touchdowns. 
including the, the rushing. Running, yeah, the, the difference was the running the, game worked. Yeah, the difference was the run game worked, and that you know for whatever reason Pete Carroll decided not to let Russell Wilson go off the hinge this season and let him do Russell himself. Wilson. Right. right. And it is so weird. And it worked for the majority of the season because the running game was being handled so well. But when it stops, when that when that tap runs out, you need to adjust. You know how many they attempt- never adjusted. And that's you know, when you lose playoff games. You know how many attempts Russell Wilson had rushing the ball yesterday or the other day? How many? Two. <laughs> and he got sixteen yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you keep going back to that? We, Why wouldn't you do the option play? Do an option or just this anything is, to help set up a play well, option. I like Pete Carroll, but this is the highest paid coach in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And you're not making those adjustments. You're not saying, oh, the quarterback run is working. Let's run the ball. Oh, the pass is working. Let's pass the ball. That's literally like, why did you even go to the playoffs? I just some of these blunders by Pete Carroll. Maybe I I just always wonder how much of that stigma hits in his mind when they didn't run the ball against the Patriots on that goal line play. I, I don't know if that's ever messed with him. Oh, that's that kind of that's the kind of thing that just digs at you for years. That it, that's that kind of that's that kind of uh, blunder, and you know it does. You know it sits with that whole team still. You know it does. Mm-hmm. And it, it's gonna keep doing it too, but like, you need to fucking man up, and do what you gotta do to win this football game. Yep. You can't just keep doing the same shit. You got called out by a good defense, and they and they capitalized because you didn't change. That's exactly what happened. Dallas probably, if Russell Wilson was did what he always does, Dallas would not have won that football game. I... No fucking way. Potentially, I, I I could see myself agreeing with you there if Russell Wilson if they unhinge him a little bit more it, it it just felt like the i mean the cowboys have an amazing defense their linebacking core is one of the better if not best in the nfl at least currently i know that you you had the bears who were amazing ravens were amazing but just vanderesh as well as he played and everything that goes along with that you know they were studying their film you know they're you they know they're about to face the number one rushing offense in the league and they are a rushing team with people with you know Zeke and Dak running option occasionally the one thing the Cowboys are probably the best at game planning against is the run I just don't understand it I mean we even talked about it the Seahawks are built their roster is built to counteract the Cowboys that's why they demolished them early in the season right they they I don't know what they went or thought they saw, but that's why you need to make adjustments. Right. I, I, I'm harping on it again and again, but it's the truth. I don't know what's wrong. You, I, you I'd also like to argue that the uh, the rule change to onside kicks, the thing it hurts the most is playoff Seahawks. <laughs> the thing it hurts the most is just kickoffs in general because they're trying to get rid of kickoffs. And I, it's kind of stupid because... You lose those comeback games where, you're like, you know, you're down by two possessions and you need to get the onside kick. And, like, you know, most of the time it doesn't work, but, like, there's those times it does work. And it's probably one of the best times to watch football is watching those onside kicks work and watching those comebacks happen. Right. And that it's just basically gone now. It's yeah, so it hard from, to land it went on from like kick. 25 to 30 ish percent to only two total were completed this year. It's yeah. just so. Ugh. Yeah. But outside of that, 
fucking Dixon trying to be like fucking Showboaty drop kicking the kick. That's the reason why they fucked up the onside kick is because he got the timing off and the ball bounced before he kicked it and it he got underneath it and it popped it up for 30 yards. Yeah, that no, he, that's not how horrible. he wanted it to happen. So fucking put the ball on the ground. Don't fucking try to drop kick it. Well, that's that's what he's been doing for a couple weeks okay. now. Okay, don't do it in the fucking playoff game. Maybe. I. My only thing is that's, I feel like, I don't want to say it's the only way he knows how to kick, but I feel like that's one of the only ways he knows how to kick. It just, he got a bad bounce and it came off. You saw, like, he tried to pull up on his leg, but he got the toe right on the shin of the ball, and that's what set it flying. If he had, if he had kicked it off, like, the top and let it spin and bounce again, it might have had a sh- I'm telling you. The best way to do an onside kick now, and I feel like the only way you're going to get get it to happen is because you need the ball to travel 10 yards or for an opposing team to touch it. Right. Stop trying to, like, squib it and bounce it up and do all this stuff because you know hands teams from the other team, they put, like, their wide receiver, their tight end on the ends where they think the ball is going to go. They keep their regular special, special teams guy in the middle. Right. You blast that ball in the middle, line drive it at the middle – Kick returner teams. Make it, make it bounce off of him? Yeah. You blast <laughs> it at him. Full, full You kick as hard as you can. Line drive at his like chest, at his chest area or stomach area. And you get it to hit him, bounce back to you, and the kicker recover it. I don't know why teams don't. I, I don't know why I haven't seen that tried at all. I am sure we, it's not against the rules. Yeah, I, we know it's like how accurate these kickers are. We had a video from... A couple years back where it was like Hacker McAfee and Marquette King and like on a sitting on each base of a baseball field and they all kick a ball at the same time and they all land and hit each other at the same time. Three three footballs above the pitcher's mound. Mm -hmm. And it's you know how accurate these kickers can be, but it's like the kicker that should be getting death threats. No, but no kicker should be getting death threats. No, yeah, no, no, no kicker should be getting. Threats. But the kicker that should be getting death threats is is, oh, is, Jesus is fucking Dixon for trying to you know trick shots, dude, perfect all these fucking kicks, and like just it's 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 no, dumb. I mean, your guy got hurt. You know your kick. You're, you're, you, yeah, you but he's still the hurt. kickoff specialist, right? I guess, I, but uh, I don't know. I've been seeing him doing the drop kick for a while now. I just thought they had a chance if he just did it right. Or any team. I'm gonna repeat myself again, again. Kick it directly in front of the guy in front of you and bounce it back to you. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get the ball to travel ten yards if another player from the opposing team touches it first. So make them touch it. Hit it off their helmet. Hit it off their shoulder pad. Hit it off their stomach, leg, whatever it takes to get it to bounce back to you. But anyway, like I, the biggest thing in this game was uh, Seattle had 73 yards on 24 rush attempts. 29, 28 of them came from one p- carry by Rashard Penny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Corey rule or whatever you want to call Ooh, it. I love the Corey rule, by the way. Yeah, that's you're way less than three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. And it's bad. And he and kept doing kept, it, too. Yeah, they kept doing it. It was bad. Bad game. Dumb. Seattle doing that. Seattle didn't deserve to win that game. No, but they almost got it, though, which is 
scary because you because have, that's what Russell Wilson you have does. Late game Russell Wilson. Yeah, but you it don't let him fucking time. play like Russell Wilson. So right. what's gonna happen? You don't let, uh, let him play. If they had activated, if they had activated Russell Wilson a drive sooner. You saw Drew Brees do this last year. Exact same fucking thing, right? In their playoff game against Carolina, right? All right. That whole season last year, Drew Brees relying almost entirely on the run, making pass, making big plays when he had to, right? You get into a game where Carolina is stopping the run. What do they do? They activate Drew Brees. He goes the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing to Russell Wilson. You're the best rushing team in the NFL, but you also have one of the most talented passing quarterbacks in the NFL. One of the best scramblers in the NFL. Let him control the game. Just give it to him. You know what he's capable of. He's Russell fucking Wilson. Anyway, I'm done with this game. It was stupid and bad. Next. I don't think it was bad. No, it was, it was great, a, it actually. It was a good game. It was a good yeah, football it was game. A good, it was a football but game. But watching, watching the Seahawks made me frustrated. Until the end of the game, it was lit. Well, uh, continuing that, the next game we had was the Chargers-Ravens, which I don't want to say sucked because it was overall a pretty good game, but it, it did kind of suck until the fourth quarter. That was actually, your, uh, entire, your entire storyline set up for that game was, I mean, the Ravens completely shut out the Chargers the first time they played. They had number one scoring defense, all that. Oh, it's a good boy Zanzibar. My dog has paid us a visit. Hi, buddy. Hi, dog. What's up? Anyway. Uh, Even a big pet. The big pet. And, and they shut him down the first time. You have you have the film, and it's within a few weeks, the Chargers were able to actually practice for Lamar Jackson, a running quarterback, and so they were able to start shutting down the kind of things he did, the kind of things he was good for. You know what I mean? They got some film on him, and we know Lamar Jackson's a little... I don't want the rusty's not the word I'm looking for because like he he's practiced like green still like he's still a little green he he does he's not the most accurate passer yet it's something right. he needs to work on which is why he wasn't a starter firsthand but the entire game the storyline was set up as why didn't they put Flacco in why wasn't why isn't Flacco going in it's halftime we can't do anything let's put Flacco in it's nearing the end of the third quarter we haven't sustained an offense why don't we put Flacco in I see then you started seeing a bunch of tweets oh Flacco warming up on the sidelines Lamar Jackson has a towel over his head we don't know what's going to happen and then Lamar Jackson goes back out to which I want to give uh, Harbaugh I want to give testament to Harbaugh for sticking with his guy I'm glad that he did that because they knew that Flacco was going to be out at the end of the season anyway. Yeah, exactly. Be, knowing that Flacco was going to be out at the end of the season, he didn't want to activate playoff Flacco and totally kill whatever confidence. momentum confidence that Lamar Jackson might have ever had. The fact that Harbaugh stood with him was a big deal to me. And it almost worked. Right. You know, at, at the That play, when Lamar, he rolled out and had that deep pass play, he extended a drive, extended a play, and put them back in the game. It was absolutely insane. It almost felt like, uh, you guys only talk about the Chiefs. Oh, oh. Um, (laughs) Side. Okay, anyway. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm really sorry. Okay, so Lamar Jackson trying to get them back into the game was absolutely insane. It, it felt like... Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. It felt like watching from a couple weeks ago what the Chargers did to the Chiefs, where they were kind of, sort of... I don't want to say shut down, but a bunch of 
first half turnovers and things messing up for them. And then all of a sudden late when uh, Kansas City couldn't be stopped, the Chargers scored, Kansas City three and out, Chargers scored, two-point conversion, win the game. It was one of those things where the Ravens got all this momentum out, out of nowhere. And, and this was even after Justin Tucker had missed a field goal earlier in the game, which could have helped him. It was like a 57-yard field goal or something like that that he missed. Right. But there they were. Lamar Jackson finally makes a great play, gets a ball down the field. They score a touchdown. Willie Snead catches a nice touchdown, corner of the end zone. They don't get the onside kick the first time. Chargers get the ball back immediately, three and out, which I don't want to say immediately because what, what had happened uh, with that was the fact that Melvin Gordon had it sealed on a big run play that got called back for holding, which then locked them into having to run the ball a couple more times. And then on third down, they threw it to Gates, which was kind of insane that they would even attempt to throw a pass because it was like third and 19 or something like that. Kind of ridiculous. But Ravens had the ball. They had a shot with 50 seconds to go because they went, they got the ball back. They went down and scored, missed another onside kick. And then that onside kick had another chance because they called illegal formation on the Chargers. So Justin Tucker actually had three chances at an onside kick this game. Now, you could say the NFL statistics all you want. Only two got completed all year. But Justin Tucker's only bad spot on his career is that he's now 0 for 14 on onside kicks. It's the only thing he's ever been bad at. And and now it's even worse. It's even worse. But he had two chances again because they, they scored. He missed an onside kick, stopped the Chargers, got the ball back, scored, missed an onside kick, penalty, missed an onside kick, stopped him again. We're going to get the ball with about 50 seconds to go. And then the one thing Corey harped on quarterback play early in the season, young quarterbacks flailing the ball out and fumbling it and recovering their own fumble. The Ravens recovered their own fumble from Lamar Jackson, I think, two or three times that game. But with 50 seconds to go, game on the line, it finally swung against them. Lamar Jackson holds the ball out and gets knocked, fumbled, Chargers recovery, semi-anticlimactic if you were anything but a Chargers fan. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree with them keeping Lamar in. Playoff Joe is a great meme, but that's about all it is. Well, we'll find out next year when he plays for the Jaguars. Hey. I I just uh, once you once you make that kind of decision, you stick with your guy. Lamar was your guy. Just stick with him. He he almost had it, but then he made the rook. He did the rookie thing. He did the young quarterback thing. So. I don't know. That team plays like they are. They're either going to get figured out, Lamar's going to get hurt, or they're going to make the playoffs again. Figure out which one happens. <laughs> the way the Steelers are looking, the way the Browns are looking, it is possible. I mean, the Browns are looking great, so that that's going to be them competing, I think. Browns win division next year. I think I, so. I mean, I'm calling I, it. I, I hard agree. When uh, A future look at to whichever one of us does the Browns in preseason review, we're going to pick them to win the AFC North, no doubt. We'll make yeah. Kuiper do him. Yeah, we'll make Kuiper do it. Oh, that'll be funny. Yeah, we, we have to make him do it. But he's the Baker fan. He's got to do it. He loves his boy Baker Muffa. 
Baker, Baker Bayfield. Baker who's a what? So I, I guess that brings us to uh, the last and probably most entertaining wild card game of the weekend because it was more entertaining overall throughout, even though it was still a little slow at the beginning with an offensive explosion in the fourth quarter. And we already sort of harped on it in the Jovey Report. We have the Eagles and Bears game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here he comes. It's good old Big Dick Nick holding everything together, pushing through, being the man that he needed they, to be. They, he didn't get sacked, I don't think. No. I don't think Nick Foles was sacked. No, it's excellent and, O-line And one thing that, that they talk about, the big reason why the Bears pass rush went AWOL, 70% of Nick Foles' pass attempts came out in two and a half seconds or under. That was the highest of the wild card round by almost 20%. He had the quickest average time to throw of the weekend by two-tenths of a second. And, you know, like as far as letting go of the ball, it's an eternity or whatnot. They had the answer to the Bears' pass rush, and it was Nick Foles just throw the ball, get rid of it as fast as possible, first read, go. Leonard Floyd sacked him once, and they had... Oh, one sack, my bad. Yeah, they had six tackles for losses. Uh... As scared as I would have been to possibly go against the Bears' defense in the playoffs, I'm probably more scared of Philly just because of Nick Foles' magic. I, I can't. Yeah, it's it, it again. did it again, dude. I don't know how. I don't do not know what to say. I do not know what to think. You know where it's at now. If they don't win the Super Bowl, they they trade Nick Foles. If they win the Super Bowl, they trade. He's Carson a free Lynch. agent after this year. No, he's a free agent after this oh, year. Oh, they no, they're, like, they're just gonna let him go. He's just gonna go then. He's gonna that, go. The plan was to let him go no matter what. But what do you do if you? Just let a two-time Super Bowl champion walk away. He retires. Oh, boy. All in all, I don't think it was a very impressive game by Philly. It it had flashes of good drives. I think it was mostly Trubisky not being able to string drives together. He was 26 of 43. That's 17 plays, you know, that just went dead in the water. Uh, You didn't have a rushing game, really. Uh, Your lead... Rusher was Jordan Howard with 35 yards on both teams. Damn. Yeah, it wasn't... In a bad rushing game in general. Right. It well, I mean, you kind of expect that from Philly because all of their running backs are hurt. Right. But you don't expect that really much from Chicago. You have two pretty good running backs. Right. And they, I think that's... Philly kind of played them into it because it was, you know... uh if you have anything from the Bears offense to take away from, it's that Mitch Trubisky's still a young passer and he's not really that efficient at it. So they want to make the ball, put the ball in his hands as much as possible. And that's what the Eagles did. And they're ever since, you know, people were harping on Philly for having this beat up cornerback, defensive back crew that they've been playing a lot better on. Uh, the pass. Yeah, they have. It is actually quite impressive what they put together. I didn't expect anything out of them just because of how fucked up the team is. But the Eagles are just kind of. This was the case last year too, where you were like, like, man, I don't know. It the hope is gone, you know, for the Eagles, and then they they do it anyway. And, and they're and, truly and, un, they're truly the underdog team. They in really crazy are crazy fashion because last year they played against the number one defense in the playoffs and got a win. Did it again today or today yesterday? I I just I don't know, man. Nick Foles is something I don't understand. 
No, I do not understand what goes on there. I almost at this point have to call him an enigma. He's so like, is the phrase cold blooded? Like he's so like, he feels like nothing phases him. Right. Yeah. He just goes in and does it. Play after play, drive after drive. He keeps the team in a position to win. So late in the game, something else activates or he like awakens even more. And he leads them on a drive to take the lead in crazy fashion. I think a big thing that uh, we should be worried about is that Golden Tate had probably his breakout game in yeah, Philadelphia. They, he I mean, finally, they finally worked him into the offense, and right. he did well. It like it wasn't like insane. Well, it was know. it was five for forty six and a touchdown. That touchdown was a huge touchdown, and uh, but then he had that big long pass of 28 yards at one point that I think they got at least a field goal from or that might have led to the interception in the red zone I can't remember but uh, I don't know if I remember either but I, I yeah I, I know what you're talking about yeah I think it might have been the red zone one because we I thought that Golden Tate might have came out of the game after that one but uh and then it was just like I always think about how like receivers that take these big hits and then like put their entire bodies and like life on the line for these plays and then like the quarterback just makes a dumb mistake and like turns over the ball the next play (laughs) 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 how shitty would it feel (laughs) yeah that's probably be like a you put your all into it yeah Put your all into it, and the quarterback just like, oops. <laughs> all of a sudden, you see your quarterback walking back towards you on the sideline after you uh, coming out of the medical tent. And you're like, oh, we scored already? I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it, oopsie. Man. But yeah, no, it was an impressive showing from the Eagles on all sides of the ball. I don't know about that. I think so. I think... Uh, Special teams, you can't. Now that it is 100% official that that Cody Parkey field goal was blocked, you have to give it to him. Yeah, but I, I that still won the game. I still think their offense was flashy and spotty, and they only had what a couple drives. Well, that's yeah. yeah they literally both only, sides had only had two a couple drives, drives really. But they had answers. I mean, they even brought out, like, Ertz in crazy situations to block Khalil Mack. That's, like, things they did to slow down the pass rush. I don't know, man. Now, there, now there's no way that they move into New Orleans and win. I don't, I'm not saying that. I, I am. Can't, because that's, can't, that's how they win, is yeah, if you that's, say that. That's, that's how it, this how it happens. Well, they are, and, they and are they're the angry. And, and, like, they have a chip on their shoulders. Jason Peters was quoted earlier saying they ran the score up on us last time. We want to kill them. So, like, they, they're playing with a chip on their shoulders, and they want to win this game probably more than they've wanted to win a game all season, which is kind of scary. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm... I can't. I I don't understand how you could watch last year's playoffs and this game against the Bears and be like, "We'll see." I feel like the it's Eagles different. have a legit shot. It's different. It's uh, it, how, it, this is not the same football team. You can't. You can't. This isn't the same football team. Whose fault is it that the score it's, got ran up on you guys? Who whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? 
I mean, it'd be the Eagles. Right. It was out of respect that we ran the score up. <laughs> 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 I oh see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. Corey. No, but it's like you can't bitch about running the score up on getting the score ran up on you because, like, if you guys would have played better, the score wouldn't be th- that big of a difference, you know? If Right. Th- that's nobody else's fault. Right. And I, I know the the Saints had something to prove when they played them this year because they thought it should have been them playing them in the championship until that, you know, Minneapolis miracle. And they wanted to prove that, you know, this we should have been in the Super Bowl, not you guys. Mm. But I, And I think they are going to prove it. We'll find out. I yeah. think they're – I mean, obviously – other than a couple times where the Saints just hiccup this year, I mean, we power ranked them. We all think the Saints are the best team in the NFL. Wait, it's I, they're the only team in the playoffs right now that has both a great offense and great defense. Yep. Only not with, probably special teams. With one of the best, probably the best home field advantage in the NFL at home. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I would, uh, if it was the regular season, I would argue Kansas City because they're Guinness World Records' loudest stadium in the NFL. But in the playoffs, they just—it doesn't matter how loud Arrowhead is Saturday. It, it feels like it doesn't matter. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't Isn't know. that the weird three o'clock game? A four o'clock game Saturday. Oh, was it four o'clock? I yeah, it was it's for some four reason. o'clock on Saturday. That's the first one on Saturday, right? Yep, 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 yep. So I guess. Uh... We already started doing it a little bit. I guess we might as well preview. Preview the games? Yeah. Let me bring up the beep bop, bippity bop, beep bop. Someone talked, fill up the mic space. So I stopped doing this. Oh, my uh, dog's back. Hey, buddy. What do you want? What are we expecting on this four o'clock game? Oh, my God. There's. I don't know. I really don't fucking know. It's, uh. I want the curse reversed. Uh, I mean, I, I talked about it earlier in the episode, man. If there's anything that, like, it, all the times that the Chiefs have lost in the playoffs and all these – they've had the worst quarterback. I don't know if you can say that uh, – statistically this year, Mahomes has been a better quarterback than Luck. We finally have the quarterback of the team. I don't know if that makes a difference. I don't know what that means. I know that I know that the these playoff history is sitting on the minds of the Chiefs players. I've seen Mitchell Schwartz talk about it. I've seen Travis Kelsey talk about it. I've seen people ask Mahomes questions about it, and they all try to brush it off like it. it they don't think it means anything, or this is a new year, new whatever. But I know damn well I've watched I've watched people like Kelsey the way they lose after last year. The, Weird flex, Zanzibar, but okay. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Oh, he's back. Oh. Uh-oh. What do you want, buddy? What are you doing? Huh. All right, he's oh, going and off he goes. Here. And off he goes again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love my dog. I have a really good dog, folks. He's a very good dog. I like him a lot, even though he barks at me all the time. He barks at everybody. It's his job. You're right. You're right. Is, uh, I... Yeah, he just his job. That's what he likes to do. Okay, he likes so, to bark at people. Anyway, Anybody in a walk spot. Yeah, getting getting back on track. <laughs> it it hurt to see like Kelsey like interviewed last year after their loss or the teammates because they know they know 
I guarantee there was a report somewhere saying that a lot of players, for some reason, have started checking their twi- uh, checking Twitter at halftime. They get on their phone at halftime, and some players start checking Twitter. And that's the absolute worst time to be looking at Twitter because all you're going to see are the fan hot takes if you're losing. I don't get that. But the point being, if we have things that we talk about as being history or trends you damn well know that it's always on the players' minds no matter what answer they give you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I 100% guarantee that players that have been playing for this team for as long as they have, the people that have been through especially the most recent playoff losses, it sits on them. They know damn well that they have embarrassed this organization, that they have let the fan base down. Multiple years, the fan base comes out to Arrowhead in December, in January to support this team it's i i was i i feel like i do this often i'm the word i'm trying to think of consistently consistently one of the loudest stadiums in the nfl one of the best home field advantages over the course of the season we have i know probably happens to other fans other teams whatever but kansas city is known for their fans their passion their tailgating that game kicks off four o'clock. There's going to be people barbecuing on in on in January weather in Kansas City, Missouri, at about ten a.m. There's going to be cars oh, parked yeah. out, and parking, do, getting man. ready. It, it's what they're known for. It's it's what can it's the lifeblood of a Kansas City fan that lives in Missouri that goes to these games. It's what they do. It's what they're known for. I know that I sound biased, and any fan can say that they have the most passionate fan base. I really think you could. I really think that flip a coin any day of the week, any fan base can can be considered the most passionate. So like I, I use the term loosely, but Kansas City's fans just feel different. They feel so passionate at times, and history has not been kind to this team. Two wins in Arrowhead Stadium in the playoffs over the last 20 years. It was considered one of the best home field advantages in the NFL, like on in, during a regular season, at least. Yeah, that, that's what they're known for. Their only playoff win in the last 15-whatever years was on the road against the Houston Texans, which are what I want to coin the new Cincinnati Bengals of the NFL, the team that's good enough that somehow makes their way to the playoffs but will never win a playoff game. Right. That's the way I view them. That's the way the Texans look to me. They're they're the new Cincinnati Bengals, which could have been the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Chiefs do it differently because they get a home game where they play tremendous and then they have a chiefy way to lose kicking more or scoring more touchdown, two more touchdowns than the other team, not punting, letting a guy, letting a quarterback catch his own pass for a touchdown, letting a quarterback recover his own fumble for a touchdown, giving up a 28 point lead, giving up a 21 point lead. These are all things that like Kansas city fans, it just happens. And that's what I, it's scary. Colts are a very good football team. Mentioned it. Just a minute ago about the Saints being one of the only teams, if not the only team in the playoffs left with a good offense and defense. I think this team, the second team that comes best to balance is the Colts. I agree. Yeah, They have Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, the offensive line play, Quentin Nelson. They're playing amazing. And that defense is people keep sleeping on them, but they're scrappy. They're young. They've been playing great. They're one of the best middle linebackers 
in the game and he's a rookie. And he's a rookie. It's, it's absolutely insane. And I know that, again, Kansas City, they've played a bunch of amazing defenses this year and not once have they scored less than 26 points. I don't, everything changes. Everything changes in the playoffs. In big primetime game moments, I've seen Mahomes get antsy and overthrow passes. I, I, I'm, it, my fan bias has me thinking that at some point Mahomes might win a championship, and as bad as I want it to happen this year, I don't know if it's time yet. I think we're still kind of on the echelon of more of the same. We're going to see Colts, Patriots, Colts, Chargers. It's just going to be, it's going to be something different, and. I feel like I've talked a lot about the Chiefs all of a sudden. I know we're a Chiefs show, and I'm sorry, but they are the first matchup next week. Uh, what, what do you guys think about the game? Uh, I don't really know what to expect. I, I, I'm sorry to say this in your presence, but I really like Andrew Luck. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, I already, I already said what I think about the Colts, and now history dictates that the Colts win this football game. The Chiefs have a lot going against them going into this, which is weird. Well, no, it's I, really weird to say, right? When you think about say, it. Well, I mean, all the history and everything is against them. Everything is against them, except for stats. Like yep. if, if you if you take history out of it, and, and you just look at the teams on paper, even with as bad as the defense gives up in yardage. They, I think they led the league in sacks as a total because they had multiple people in the top ten in sacks. Chris Jones, D. Ford, Justin Houston was up there. And then you can argue that the one of the Colts' offense biggest thing is their off strengths is their offensive line, who did not give up a sack to uh, Houston would against Clowney Watt, and Clowney. Watt. Yep, exactly. So I, it's just interesting. I. There's there's a lot of ways to tackle this game, and I just feel like if you look at it on paper, yeah, Vegas has Kansas City as a five and a half point favorite. That's cool, and that's how uh, is kind of how it should be. And maybe we're gonna fall into the same trap we fell into last year, where we watched a bunch of crazy wild card games and fell in love with the teams that won the wild card games, and then they went into a divisional round, and then all the one and two seeds won. Right, <laughs> it could happen again. We the one and two seats haven't played for a week, and all of a sudden people want to forget about them. Harp, everyone wants to praise the Colts, praise, praise the Chargers, praise the Eagles. Big Dick Nick coming through again, and praise the. Uh, oh my God, who's the other? Who's the one team? Oh, praise Dallas enough with their defense that everyone wants to talk about them. That they forget that now they have to play against the best teams in the the best teams in the NFL. All right. The, the Saints, the Saints, Rams, Patriots, and Chiefs didn't get worse overnight over one week just because they didn't play. Right. If anything, they got better because they looked at the two teams that they could play against all for two weeks, where mm-hmm. the other team had to focus on you know. Well, and they put all their emotional energy into winning that first playoff game. Now, that you could devil's advocate and argue the other way that that gives them momentum, but I just this is what happened last year, so all right. It could happen again or everyone's right and the wild card team's winning. Something's got to give. I think wild card team hasn't won a Super Bowl in like 8 years, something like that. I think if I were to do my 
my Fox percentage rankings on teams winning the Super <laughs> yeah, okay. Bowl. Okay, oh, the Corey put, percentage rankings. I'd put – I'm not going like, to actually go through it, but i put all the one and two seeds up at the top four. Right. I'd put then the two wild card AFC teams, uh, then Eagles, and then Dallas. <laughs> uh-huh. I, like, I don't – I don't know what a, I just don't want to give Dallas the the underdog because then they become the underdog destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Eagles? Oh yeah. Like I said, it's it's in like it's in their nature to like be these like just these overcomers. It's so weird. But it's just it's just interesting and I think that's one like I think that's one thing that nobody's talking about is that we are falling in love with the wildcard teams again. That's what happens. So, so they're the, the people that are in the buzz. But when you go and look at it, you have, well, we'll start at the NFC. You have the Saints, who are the best balanced team in the NFL. You have them holding an amazing playoff home field advantage that works out for them really well. Um, they, they are still the best team in the NFL. They will show it, I believe. You have the Rams. Who, well, hold you, on, hold you, on. We, we, we don't want to get to the... Oh, yeah, no, the Rams would be next. Well, yeah. before we before we close out and get to the... Let's... let's I don't... Pick. I'm, I'm picking Chiefs. We're going to do this one game at a time. I'm picking Chiefs. Jusby, you're picking... Colts. Corey, you're picking... Colts. Kuiper would pick the Colts. That's okay. As, I'm sorry, Matt. I love Andrew Luck. One, I want him in the Pat Super Bowl. As one Pat Mahomes meme might say... Andy Luck, hockey puck, car is stuck. Don't give a fuck. Chiefs by 20. 20? Yeah, fat fucking chance. <laughs> so, anyway, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the next game, Saturday night. Dallas in Los Angeles. It's The Rams are interesting in that you know they're one of the better teams in the NFL, but they've also not been playing that well like the last three weeks of the season. And that might not matter coming into this game. I still don't believe in Dallas. I think they have an amazing defense. I think they have a great running back. I think Dak Prescott is not a great quarterback. I think the Rams, that that amazing, this Aaron Donald is going to push Dak. He's going to push him hard. And we're going to see what happens. Right. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think the only reason way that... Rams would lose this game as if it's like literally a fucking shit storm outside, rain, you know, downpour. Well, you you talk about Aaron Donald and the pass rush, but the Cowboys are not a passing team. They play control. They're gonna run. Zeke's gonna touch the ball thirty times again. Well, yeah, if, but if they play and if they play to that strength. They give Zeke the ball thirty times. They play time of possession, and with the defense as good as they are. They only need to stop them a few times. And we've seen you sleep on the Cowboys and they almost shut out the Saints. Like you sleep on the Cowboys and then all of a sudden they, Jason Garrett decides he wants to keep coaching, so he doesn't want to get fired. And <laughs> something happens. I just, I don't. I think you can't. I I know. I mean, the Rams are seven point favorites. They they should win this game going away. They have it at home. They have the momentum, the energy. Jared Goff, Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Kung Su, great pass rush. 
healthy secondary finally again. You know how many more times Dak Prescott controlled the ball than Zeke did last week? How many? Three times. Mm. It was, I think, I can't think of his name right now, but the defensive coordinator for the Rams. I, would, but I, I think I think there, is it no isn't it Wade Phillips? Don't yeah, it's Wade Phillips. Okay. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, uh, I think I have confidence in him that he's gonna. They're gonna plan like, hey, hey, Aaron, you're gonna keep your eyes on Zeke. Like, no, if we're you not play it like that. You could do it that way. We're gonna play contain on the sides for <laughs> Dak, and you're just gonna be looking at Zeke. Like, and it's gonna be. It's going to be a game where Dak or Aaron Donald maybe doesn't have a sack, but he has like three tackles for losses on Zeke. It could be something like that, but we talk about Zeke sees the most eight-man boxes in the NFL, still touches it 30 times for 160 yards. Yeah, Aaron Donald sees the most double-man protection in the league. He still has 20 sacks on the season. Oh, man, are we we back to – Brand name Double Mint Double Mans yeah. Double Double Mint Double Teaming Sponsors Wrigley's <laughs> Listen Here's Here's why Aaron no, I, I know I'm Prescott. I'm coming in defense Of the Cowboys After making a Long soliloquy About how The wild card teams We shouldn't fall in love with By the way right. I understand the hypocrisy In what I'm saying But Right. Someone's got to someone's got to root for the Cowboys. But look, the reason The Cowboys won that last game Is because Dak put something together Late in the game And I made think made a play? I think a lot of that goes away under under massive pressure. And that's the Seattle started coming back by passing the ball. And what's Sean McVay and Jared Goff going to do? They're not going to take the ball out of Goff's hands. They're going to... They're gonna make Girly, plays. Really, though, they're, yeah, well, they're a run first team. They're, they have, they are, a, they can pass the ball, but they're another run first team. They're one of those teams that can trap themselves into doing what the Seahawks did, because in the Rams' losses, that's what they did. They, well, no, in the Rams' losses, they actually abandoned the run. Those were Gurley's worst games, and the games that it was put in Goff's hands, it didn't always work out for them. Right, but I don't, I don't think they're gonna be going for the run every single time like the Seahawks. I think it's going to it's going to be a solid a solid mix of the two. They going to they're going to keep them honest on both sides of the ball. That's fair. They have to. I mean, it's the only thing it's the only way cuz uh, it's rough, dude. I I think it, we, I think the Rams run away with it though. I, I don't think they I think they win. I don't think they run away with it, though. Uh, the Cowboys hit their win condition. They give Zeke the ball 25 times, and they're in it at the end. Aaron Donald plays contained. They do everything they can to put eight men in the box, but then all it takes is one play because if you put those eight men in the box and you play contained for the run and the option the whole time, Amari Cooper gets to one-on-one man coverage all game. All it takes is one time for Dak to go, oh, hi, Amari, boom, open, touchdown, which is – what he's done since he's gotten to Dallas. Right. They score They score a touchdown. They're back in a game. They take a lead. They put momentum in their favor. It only needs to happen once or twice. Right. I'm not saying it will. Not saying it does. But I do not think... If I was a betting man, and I am a betting man, 
I'd be putting money on the Cowboys because they're getting seven points. Uh, hard disagree, but yeah. So I'm I'm going Rams. You're going? Are you going Cowboys? I'm. Fuck. Not 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 betting favorites or anything. Yeah, betting wise, straight yeah, up. Yeah, straight up. I'm picking the Rams, but I would not be surprised if the Cowboys won. I'll go Rams. All right, so we're like three and zero on the Rams then. Yeah. Next, what game is it, Matt? You have the info out in front of you, don't you? It's the next AFC game. Chargers, Patriots. That's right, it's going right. to snow. And craziness is going to happen. And who knows what's going to happen. Is it supposed to snow? They were calling for it. Oh, shit. The last time Melvin Gordon played in the snow was in college, and he broke a rushing record in the third quarter. Is that the game he had 400 yards? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Look out. I have- I don't know if the Chargers are acclimated to playing in the cold, but Melvin Gordon played in Wisconsin. I he, so. Well, I don't know how much it matters. I think the Chargers are acclimated for anything, considering they haven't. They only have one road loss all season. Yeah, they're they're like, like everybody. I, the storylines I'm seeing coming into this game is the fact that like, well, they they had to come to Baltimore and then go back to L.A. and then they're gonna fly back out to the. They can't handle the time zone differences, and Tom Brady's gonna goose them, and it's like. Do we know they're going back to L.A.? I don't. First, I don't know if they went back to L.A., but that's what people were saying. Second, the Chargers have been the best road team in the NFL this season. All they do is win on the road and come back and play well. The only thing that's stopping them is the fact that the Patriots were the only... Un- no, the Saints were undefeated at home, weren't they? Nope. Oh, Tampa okay. Bay. All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the Patriots are the only team undefeated at home this season, I'm pretty sure. They were, I'm pretty sure they were the only team undefeated at home. So you have the best home team versus the best away team. I don't know how you, like, divide and conquer that. And Phillip Rivers is playing for his life. Tom Brady's out the door. But it's playoff Tom Brady. Everything's different. James White's woke. He's activated. <laughs> the Patriots' defense is going to come out of nowhere. They've been pedestrian all year. Now they're about to come out of nowhere. I, I don't know the game that can anything could happen. People are picking the I'm doing it again. I'm hypocrisy. I'm being a hypocrite and venting for the wild card team. But I, I, I think the Patriots win, but it's another case of I don't think they're going to win easily. Right. I think I really don't know who's going to win this game, but either way, it's going to be by within three points. For sure. I, I think it's going to come down. Wouldn't it be some shit? It comes down to a kick. And it's the Chargers kicker, Bagley, who's been their boy. And then he misses it. And then it like fucks with him. And then he goes down the line of Chargers kickers that suck after this year. Like, whew. Nate Kading really screwed Chargers kicking organization. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I miss young Hoku. <laughs> Who boy, but the things to like match up in this game, the Chargers. It's Melvin Gordon, really. I think he he didn't play to full potential. He had he had, he had good stats in, in the Ravens game, but he kind of got injured, and 
I was joking for a while because it looked like he got injured bad, but then he came back later in the second half. I was joking that the Uber driver uh, jinxed him. Did you see that video? No. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, Justin, but uh, while they were in Baltimore, uh, he got into an Uber car and was like uh, recording himself and talking to his Uber driver about what he thinks about the Chargers and Melvin Gordon because the Uber driver didn't know he was Melvin Gordon. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was pre- it was pretty good. That's awesome. Uber driver trashed him. Uh, Uber driver Uber driver tried to save face before he found out it was Melvin Gordon because like uh, Melvin was like, I don't know, man. I think the Chargers are gonna win. And the guy's like, Well, the Chargers got a shot or whatever. But I ain't in Baltimore. He's in Baltimore. He's a Baltimore fan. Anyway, besides the point, it's gonna be how well the Chargers have to out Patriots. The Patriots they have to run the ball better than the Patriots who built themselves to run the ball late. It's what it's what. The Patriots showed their hand on in that Jets game last, or they played the Jets week 17, right? Yeah, the Jets game. And they're going to have a healthy dose of so- Sony Michelle, James White, and Burkhead. They're going to do it. That and... Tom Brady, the only thing you have to worry about, or even has Gronk been ghosting, what are you going to do to stop Gronkowski, even though it looks like he has stopped himself? Mm-hmm. Edelman. And it's it's gonna be one of the Chargers' weaknesses has been the middle of their defensive line, so they could easily control the ball from the middle. Exactly, and you know that the Patriots are gonna try to do that, and that's what the Patriots do in general. They, if you have if you have one weakness on your defense, Bill Belichick's gonna exploit it as the hell out of it. One hundred percent, he's gonna find your weakness and he's gonna exploit it. And it's going to be really interesting. I think that's the how how well can they attack the Chargers' weakness in defense and their running game because that's what they're going to have to lean on heavily. They lost Josh Gordon. We don't know about Gronk. And then it's how prolific can the Chargers' offense be again? Yeah, it's... Can Philip Rivers do it again? Can they find another road win in this crazy season that they've had? By all rights, records say the the, the Chargers and Patriots have the same record. Right. Right. There's there's a lot. People kind of just are writing them off. And that kinda, that's kind of what happens to the Chargers a lot. People don't think a lot about them. But they're a really good football team. Now, they've had their issues. But they're tough. They're a very tough football team. They went through a lot this season. And uh, I think that helps with what they've been going through. And being that tough, going into a tough environment, in tough weather, I feel like they can power through well. Right. They have a legitimate shot at this game. And against the Patriots team that it's not as good as it's been in previous years, like, for sure. I don't think there's any, any doubt about it. They they can they can run away with this, and it's gonna be t- it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be close. Either way, I think it's gonna be a close football game. Hard, tight, and close. Hard, tight, Justin and close. close. Just, Justin, Justin Cutlip's favorite. <laughs> the hard, tight, and close special. Just Chubby's hard, tight, and close special of the week. It's that one. <laughs> I know I gotta do that from now on. Oh my god, this is this is the Jubby's pick of the week. Is the <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be the game of the week. Oh, I think it went without saying that uh, 
pussy head coach of the week was Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, that, we already made fun of their yeah. play calling. He's he's the pussy head coach of the week. Like, what the fuck, man? Right. Yeah. We know you're good. What the fuck's wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> uh, who I think it's going to be close, but I'm picking the Patriots. You said Chargers. I'm picking Chargers. Yeah. You're picking Chargers. You're picking. Uh, flip a coin. Whew. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that that's it's a, like I said, hard time close, man. It could be either of them. It really could. That's going to be the closest game. Then, for the final game, you got... Oh, boy, Corey. Here you go. Tell, talk to the us. The Eagles and Saints. Talk us through it. got to talk about it now. It's your turn. Talk you us through it. got to talk about it. I'm going to go get a weighted blanket so I have someone to hold me this week as I hide and cry in fear of Big Dick Nick coming to or- New Orleans and force-feeding his chungus humongous to Cam Jordan. <laughs> the only thing Drew can do from the sideline is scream, but as he opened his mouth, St. Nicholas candy-coated cock protrudes from his shit zipper and fills the whole Superdome, killing everyone inside except the Philadelphia Eagles who are ejaculated from their urethra of Big Dick Nick. Oh my god! Yeah! Oh no! That's yeah. that's what it's gonna be like. Nah, it's, it's gonna be rough. Disagree. I don't know, man. I think, I think uh, the Saints are gonna win, and they should win. You want to talk about chips on your shoulder? You want to talk about a chip on your fucking shoulder, right? I'm sure the Saints oh, yeah. as a whole Last because year. of oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a there's a fucking. I guarantee you, you know that that's calm, cool, collected. He states about that kind of stuff. Drew Brees is fucking pissed. He's still pissed about last year. You have to be. The way they went out, I'm. Yeah. For and sure. now he's going into a similar situation, where he knows last year it should have been him, right? And this year he's going to show him that it should have been him. He's going to walk into that game with that mentality. And you want to talk about swinging dongs around? Drew Brees is going to swing his dong around all over those fucking fourth string corners. All over them. That big, that big old donger is going to just fucking be swinging left and right. Smashing shit down. Hitting the cameramen on the sideline. We can't be... Are we calling him... Yes, Drew Brees is hung. <laughs> I, don't know, well, if, if, I mean, if we have... Big Dick Nick. Do we have Donkey Dong Drew? <laughs> donkey Dong Drew? I don't know. <laughs> hung like a donkey. <laughs> I'm sure don- donkeys are part horse. I'm sure they're hung. Uh, I, 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 I have not looked at the anatomy of a donkey to make sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the dick of an ass looks like. <laughs> Do you know a mule is a crossbreed between a donkey and a horse, and they cannot mate? They cannot have that's, children? That's Their crazy. semen are useless. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Just like me. Oh. Sorry, you have useless. No, I don't at all. Oh. It's, a, it's a bad. It was just a joke. I'm sorry. That you at least don't. you'd have a twin that you'd be able to pretty much get the same genetic makeup <laughs> Sorry, from. If you ever needed a donation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't even want... Oh, I'm squirming. Like, I, don't, I don't like anything you just said. <laughs> I, don't I, like I, don't mean to, I don't mean to I don't know, I'm not a implant that in your mind. I'm, I'm not a... I'm unsettled. I think it's, you would call it. I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little... I'm a little... Uh, 
little off on that idea, I think. I think I'm going to give that one a hard no. Hard no. Along with uh, good old... Uh, good old... Big Dick Nick! Making something happen in that football game. No. Uh, I think the big thing, like, yeah, the Eagles have all the fourth-string corners, blah, 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 but they've been gelling, and they've been playing better. And, and well... Ted Ginn's healthy, so that's a big plus. Right. You're walking into the undisputed best team in football's home. You're right. For the third time in a row, I'm being a hypocrite and talking <laughs> about the wild card team. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I, I'm just devil's advocating here because I, I, it's hard. And I mean, angry is angry's a Bills fan, but he also like bandwagons. Had bandwagons rude. You nope. look at his it's fucking. It's a bandwagon. I, you look at his Twitter thing. Nope. He's got Bills and an Eagles fan. I don't know how you root for two teams, but by golly, angry does it. Bandwagon. All right, angry. You're a bandwagon fan, yep. even though like you shouted big dick Nick at me. Everybody, all I think week. everybody likes a team in each conference, right? I mean, I do. Yeah. I like. I mean, the Packers are my well, obviously my team, right? But, I mean, I also really like the Colts. I'm I like, gonna buy play, I like a lot of jersey. players from different teams. Oh, yeah, I so like players I guess, from I guess different I'd teams root for things. We're all NFL. I mean, we're all the general an, football If guys. I'm picking an NFC team, I would pick the Seahawks. But, like, I've been in love with Russell Wilson since he got drafted. Right. I mean, that's the guy. He's, he's the man. That's a good man right there. Uh, Hopefully they decide Parker. to let him play football next yeah, year. Maybe, I hope so. You know? He might get to play some football next year. We're going to see. I um, hope so. I think, all right, I think it's going to be 31 to 27, 28, but it's going to, the last score is going to look a lot closer than what it was. Fair enough. I mean, do, do I mention, do I mention the, oh, because I didn't mention it, and I mentioned it for the first two, in the Chargers-Patriots game, the Vegas line is New England minus four, so the Chargers are getting four points. Do you want to know the line in the Saints? Isn't game? it like nine and a half points? It was. It's moved to eight. Okay. So That's, yeah. They, it, they have the biggest line of the weekend. Right. Which only makes Eagles, Eagles will cover it. I know. <laughs> Eagles will cover the line. I don't think they win the football game. No, nah, we're divisional playoff football. Ever, I feel like you're at the point where every game is going to be one possession. Yeah, just kind of this is when teams like really go off, and because everybody's playing their goddamn hearts out. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to a big thing that Philly has right now is. They spread the ball out really well this last week, and we just have to hope that, you know, Lattimore, Apple, and P.J. Williams and or, you know, Marcus Williams and stuff can be able to cover all their options. Uh, and you know, it's I. It's been up and down with some of our secondary players this year, so hard to tell. Yeah, well, let's see. I, I like I said, it's. I guess you, it's yeah. hard walking into the best team in football's home that already has a really distinct and strong home field advantage of winning that football game. Well, it, it is really hard, but the Eagles have a chip on their shoulders and say they want to win bad, and I believe them. I, I... You're in the playoffs. Everybody wants to win bad. No, I... <laughs> Seahawks didn't want to win that bad. I just said that you have two teams with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I, which chip is the big chip? 31-27... 
going to look a lot closer than what it was. I think the I think the Saints win. I'm gonna say thirty-five, thirty-one. <laughs> I like how you like how you did that. Why? I don't know. It's just like that. That's an interesting score. If I had said thirty-five, thirty-four, then you could have said nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going with, lads. 35-34 Saints. That's a nice score. That's a nice score. Just because no team is ever going to score 69 points on their own in an NFL game. So. We're getting closer, man. Teams are scoring 50. No, nah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening anytime soon. It is. Oh, God, the whole fucking, you know, the story of this fucking season, man, the whole fucking rhetoric of, ooh, defensive football is dead. Like, nah. Not defensive all those football games were that we watched until the end. Well, that's what I said earlier, but you also had three of the top five defenses playing, and this week, and... And how were their offenses again? Huh? How were their offenses again? Not as prolific... Uh, oh, that's why. Not as prolific as... The four that had a week off, especially when three of them are the top three offenses in the NFL. I think you're going to get four completely different games than you did in the wild card. Oh, it's going to be a lot more scoring. And it's going to be really interesting to see how we react to it when we come back. Uh, well, how... I don't know, man. If the Chiefs lose, I may not be able to record next week. No, you're recording. I'm dragging you out of your house. I'm, and that might be, it might might record, you know, uh, probably try to record on Sunday night. I might have to use the beanbag chair next week. I don't think I'm going to put anybody in the beanbag chair next week. I was doing this as a meme. <laughs> I may need the beanbag chair next week. I'm and, just saying. It right, could well, happen. It could happen. I'll bring you my weighted blanket. Yeah, you Thank might you. need that. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think Corey's going to need it, but he's going to buy wanna... precautionary. I just want to, like, curl up into a ball and die and talk about football that I don't want to watch anymore. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> where are people listening to us at? <laughs> Segway. <laughs> where are people listening to us at? I Justin? mean, well, if you're if you're on a PC and not using the uh, really trash ass Windows Apple Music app, you're probably listening to us on podcast.com or on Google Play Music, which you can also do on your mobile device. What? And we're also, because there all those RSS feeds are linked, they're also on a lot of different podcast services. Just go and take a looky. You what might is... find us. What is us? We're Football After Dark. Also known as F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Uh-huh, sure did, my lad. Then, after you're done with that, head over to your desired social media app. By that, I mean either Facebook or Twitter or both. Nothing else. Everything else kind of sucks. You wanna, you wanna, you Maybe we'll up? start a FadPod Instagram one we'll day. We'll start a FadPod Google Plus account. I actually do want to start a FadPod Instagram and just, like, Take once we pictures. have a nicer setup... Because our, our setup's like, like fucking like horrible and like really yeah, raggedly put we're, together. We're, getting, we're, we're really dragging ass on I'm using our... equipment. I want to let you guys know this. I'm using equipment from the band I was in in high school. 
I just want to let y'all know that. So, uh, if Not you want to help it. us get past using all of that shitty equipment, why don't you go ahead over to patreon.com slash FADPOD. Once did again. you say FADPOD? Oh, I sure as fuck did. Thank you, And buddy. you go over there and you can give us some money. And we have three different tiers. We got the $1 tier, which is the fatty tier. And appreciate your support there. Anything helps. Everything counts. If you want to support at the $5 tier, which is... The Fad Pod Big Fatty? Yeah, it's the Big Fatty yeah, tier. Big Fatty tier. That's right. That's right. You can submit topics to the show. You can talk mostly to me. You can talk to all of us, but sometimes it's just mostly to me and things you want to talk about. That's why I needed to correct Kuiper because Ben Birdie, one of our big, big, big favorite Patreon buddies, brought to my attention that Kuiper was wrong about Baker Mayfield. So, uh, suck it, Kuiper. You're not here to defend yourself. You suck. Yeah, fuck you. Um,. Then you have $10 tier, which is the super fatty tier. And on there, you get to listen to what we call our deep cuts, which is every week we record our sound check, and we also talk about what's going on in our lives, some miscellaneous stuff. Sometimes, a couple episodes, we just played video games and talked about that. We played Smash Brothers a couple times. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of just, yeah, any any bonus content we ever make in the future's going on there. After, or are you doing it before or after the Super Bowl? You're going to put the first thing we the ever recorded? The week after the Super Bowl, I'm putting in the first thing we ever recorded, which is our reactions to last year's Super Bowl. I have it recorded. It is on my PC. I'm going to upload it for the Super Fatties. We should. It's a long ben, one too. that's for you too. We should press it on vinyl sure and we... sell it to the single highest bidder. I mean. We, God, we, I can't wait for that to sell day. for $5 and cost us like one day. Yeah. One day, maybe. And then, you know, Tom, I love you. I, you didn't tell me what you wanted to talk about, and we can't talk about Nick Mullins. But here's Nick Mullins, everybody. Hi, Nick Mullins. It's Nick Mullins. Oh, and he's gone. Ah! <laughs> oh. The ghost of Jimmy Garoppolo's past is coming back. I don't know what that means. It's a either. new year. Hi. <laughs> oh, Divisional. Man. Oh, God. I, we've, I don't know what's going on anymore. Goodbye! I love Goodbye. you. Goodbye.